Hey there, and welcome to the All About Everest podcast, episode 10, Bear Girls and Mount Everest. I am so excited for this podcast episode and that Bear Girls could join us. So let's go. So before I get to my interview with Bear Grills and what he's currently up to, I just wanted to give you my usual weekly update of what's new on Mount Everest. So three days ago, the six-member team of Icefall doctors, along with two kitchen staff and a base camp manager, left for Mount Everest from Namche Bazaar. Their job is basically to create a safe and fixed route through the Kumbu Icefall. And if you're not familiar with Mount Everest, the Kumbu Icefall is basically a flowing river of big chunks of glacial ice. These things are huge. They're bigger than buildings. And so what the team does is that they use ladders and ropes to create a safe trail through the Kumbu Icefall. The job of ice doctors is considered one of the most dangerous jobs on earth, if not the most dangerous job ever. Without them, the route to the top of Mount Everest would not only be harder, but it would be way more dangerous. And they've been doing this since 1997. So anyone who has climbed the south part of Mount Everest They can really appreciate what these guys do, how hard their job is, and everything that they accomplish so that so many people every year can climb to the top of Mount Everest from the Nepal side. Another quick update is that this may be the year that the first Salvadoran will reach the summit of Mount Everest. And it's Alpha Karina Aru, who last year she reached about 7,900 meters on the South Cole, but she had to abandon her summit bid. And so not only is she attempting to be the first Salvadoran to reach the top of Mount Everest, but she'll be the first female Salvadoran to reach the top. So... That is a huge honor for her country of El Salvador, and we can't wait to see if she'll make it or not, and we will be cheering her on here at the All About Everest podcast. A lot of firsts this year. So now on to the rest of this podcast episode and my interview with Bear Girls. When I moved to Israel way back in the 90s, I really struggled with Hebrew, and the only English channels we could get was the British ones. So I remember that I was sitting in the living room and they mentioned on the news that this guy called Bear Grylls was the youngest Briton to summon Mount Everest in 1998. And I thought it was so cool because he wasn't much older than I was. And this was before he became, you know, the Bear Grylls that you see on TV, the guy from... Man vs. Wild, You vs. Wild, and all of his other TV shows. Or the guy whose name was on those really cool Gerber knives, the orange ones that are like the best um, camping and backpacking knives out there. 
I was really impressed with his achievement at the time because I knew that Mount Everest was this big, huge, scary thing and it was before my obsession with it. And so I knew it was a really big deal that he reached the summit. I've followed his career over the years and I've watched a lot of his shows. So it was a dream come true for me really to be able to interview him. I mean, starting way back when, when he first made his summit, not very many people are aware of it. They know him more for his television show and his books, but he did it at the age of 23 and after he had had a really severe back injury when he was parachuting, his parachute failed to open all of the way and he broke his spine in three places. He didn't even know that he was going to be able to walk again. And, and as someone who is familiar with spinal injuries, because I've broken a couple of my own vertebrae, it's absolutely amazing that he has gone on and accomplished all of these things. Besides being an explorer and adventurer, Bear Grylls is also a family man and father of three, an author, and he's also the chief ambassador of World Scouting. Those in themselves are really big accomplishments. Initially, my interview was supposed to be much longer. However, I had some serious internet issues. So Bear Girls was kind enough to give me another slot later in the day. So even though I had less time, I still was able to get this done. And I really appreciate his kindness and him giving me that second opportunity because he's a really busy man. You'll hear at the very beginning of the interview the connectivity issues, and I apologize for that. And here we go. Hi, Bear. This is Pauline with the All About Everest podcast. How are you today? Hi, Pauline. Yeah, lovely to be with you. Uh, can you hear me better now? Is that working better for you? Oh, yeah, much better. I live okay, in a rural We area, lost you. We, we could hear, we could hear you, but I, I think you could hear us. So, yeah, good. So, most people know you from TV, like Man vs. Wild and You vs. Wild, but I don't think they know about some of your other projects that you've had in the past and current. And one of the things that I wanted to talk to you about was when you climbed Mount Everest, you did it at 23, and you were the youngest person at the time to do that. Why did you decide to climb Mount Everest? Well, Everest had been a huge dream of mine since I was a kid. You know, growing up, my dad had been a Marine and a climber, taught me to climb at a young age. And it's just been a huge dream of, of mine since, since I was a kid. I used to have a picture of Everest on my wall. And, uh, and that was, that was, that was my goal. It was a, kind of a shared goal with my dad. He, he died not soon after, not long after I climbed the mountain when I was 23, but I, he was alive to see me reach the summit. And that meant a lot to me, you know, at the time I was one of the youngest climbers up there, but you know, it was a lot, a lot happened on that mountain. We lost four climbers, 
two died of the cold, two fell to their death. And it definitely sort of rocked my confidence a lot of the time. And I think my feeling at the end was just, just, you know, it's a humbling experience. I was just super grateful to be off that mountain in one piece. The summit was obviously a special moment, but I think the predominant feeling was just gratitude that we made it back. Uh, and I look back now and, and it was a huge privilege to get to climb it and forever grateful for the friendships and the, the climbers that stood alongside me in those moments. And many of those former military buddies of mine, still best friends to this day. And, uh, and that's the lasting stuff. You know, the summit was obviously amazing. You see the curvature of the air, you're on the roof of the world. But they're really lasting things that I think are always the friendships from these experiences. And what is the biggest thing that you learned that you use in your current project? Your biggest takeaway? I think the key through so much of my life, through you know, my military days, through the expeditions, through the Man vs. Wild TV shows, through the Running Wild TV shows, through so many things has been resilience ultimately you know i've never been the best at anything you know i've never been the strongest the fittest the smartest but i think as a growing up my dad always used to say you've got to be the most resilient you've got to be the, the 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 guy who's tough when it matters when you can get back on your feet when you've been knocked down and that's why you know never give up the mantra has just been such a big part of my life it's why i mean i've just written a book autobiography for me it was only ever going to be called one thing never give up if you ask my kids what do I say to them all day you know it's have that NGU that never give up spirit in the big moments and I think that's counted so much in in so many survival situations as well you know sometimes life's against you you know we go through these storms and sometimes you got to put your head down and you just got to kind of go for it and summon a good attitude and be determined and be positive and be kind to the people alongside you, but ultimately be dogged and determined and don't give up. And I think that's been the beating heart of so much of what I've learned through the wild over the years. And what does your family think of all of these adventures that you have? I think uh, my family have lived with it all, all our life together. You know, they know that it's what I really love. They trust me to make smart decisions out there and, you know, make sure I get back in one piece. And ultimately, that's always a driving force for me is to get home and, and you know, be with the family and be with the kids and then share adventures with them as well. And, you know, my, my work adventures are a great privilege. But ultimately, the great, great, greatest adventures for me are the unfilmed ones, you know, with the family. So, uh I love that. I'm proud of proud of them. They're much better, much smarter than me, but it's a privilege to adventure alongside them. That is so amazing. You mentioned that you had just finished your autobiography, and not a lot of people know that you're an author and you've written several books. Do you want to talk about uh, some of your children's books and other books that you've written? Well, you know, to, to be able to write to young audiences and, and, and grown-ups as well is, is a great privilege. There's a community that we have around the world of, of, you know, readers, and I never take that for granted. You know, Never Give Up is my, my recent one, and it's all the stories, really, from 
you know, behind the scenes, the failures, the struggles, the doubts, all through Man vs Wild and Running Wild and my job as Chief Ambassador to the World Scouting Organization and my military days and all of these. And it's been a privilege to sort of put them down on paper and share some of the stories that people might not know from the TV shows. But um, I'm grateful for, for the readership. You know, we have friends all over the world is how I see it. And always, always, that's a privilege to write into. What are some of the other projects that you're currently working on? Well, in between filming at the moment, we're, we're on the road for the Running Wild, more National Geographic Running Wild episodes. So that's taking up a lot of the time. But in between, you know, I'm really proud to champion the Cardio Miracle stuff that we do, which is this amazing supplement that has been having just an incredible effect on so many people around the world. And I think for my job, I need to be fit. I need to be healthy. I need to be heart aware. You know, my, my dad died of a heart attack and it means I've always been super sort of into getting good supplementation. And for me to find something like Cardio Miracle that does it all in one and has so many great antioxidants and anti-inflammatory and amino acid support, you know, is something I'm really proud of. You know, the stories from people taking this stuff has been incredible and inspiring. And for me, in between filming, to champion that and to see the effects it's having on people and hear the stories, I'm very proud of that. So I champion that loud and bold front and center and, uh, and they do a great job, those guys. So, so yeah. Well, thank you so much for answering my questions. If you're ever in Montana, reach out. Um, thank you so much and have a great day. Thank you. I appreciate it. You take care. You too. So now I get to mark off my bucket list, my seven minutes with Bear Girls. I am so excited that I got to do an interview with him because honestly, he is definitely someone that I admire. I had mentioned during my interview that he is also an author. He has written so many books, but a couple of those that I wanted to mention were the ones he wrote about climbing Mount Everest, and that's The Kid Who Climbed Everest, and then the other one is Facing Up. Another really good book of his, if you haven't read it or listened to it already, which I just finished it for the second time, is Mud, Sweat, and Tears. And he just came out with another one called Never Give Up, which is really good. I listened to it over the weekend just because it's easier for me to listen to books while I'm writing or anything like that. So definitely check those out. And then he's also a children's author. And my kids really love his adventure collection. Um, it's the Bear Girls Adventures, and my kids have probably worn those books out. They really love them because, you know, they're outdoorsy kids, and so they can really identify with them. And I would recommend the whole set to anyone who's got small children that love the outdoors or want to learn new things about nature or anything like that. Bear also mentioned that he had a couple new things that he was working on. And one of those is the Cardio Miracle, 
What a great product. I have researched it and it seems like it is a really amazing drink. So I would look into that as well. Um, there's always new things coming out all of the time, but as someone who has people in her family that deal with health issues and heart problems and things like that, Cardio Miracle sounds like something that could really change their lives and make their health better. So that about wraps it up for this week's episode. All of the books and products will be included in this week's show notes, which all of the show notes should be up by Sunday. I'm in the home stretch of revamping the website, and so I should be all caught up by then. I'm not sure yet what next week's episode is going to be about. I do have a couple people scheduled for interviews several of them had to reschedule. It's just a crazy time of year for people in the mountaineering and climbing world. And I've been really busy at work as well. So I have no idea what next week's podcast episode is going to be. I think it's going to be an interview. It just depends if that person has to reschedule or not. Be sure to subscribe rate and follow. It helps us keep this podcast going and we'll see you next week.